Hello and welcome back to the Wait, I'm Adopted podcast, the podcast where we cover many topics surrounding adoption and foster care. I'm Matt. And I'm Liz. And today we have a super special episode with a super special friend. Yeah, so we're so excited to kick off this new year uh, and do some new stuff on the podcast. And today we have one of my best friends, Megan. Uh, We grew up together here in upstate New York and went to school together. Um, And she was also internationally adopted. Uh, So if you want to say hi, Megan. Hey, um, and so today we're just going to be asking Megan some questions. Um, like we've talked about, everybody has a different experience with adoption. Um, yeah, for sure. And even though Megan and I grew up in the same town, um, went to the same, you know, elementary, middle, and high school, uh, we still had very different stories. Uh, so Megan, I don't know if you want to tell a little bit about just kind of your background in yeah, adoption story. So like, I just want to first start off with in episode two, you call me a supermodel, and I just want to set the record straight. <laughs> I am by no means a supermodel. I'm a 5'2". Like, I think it's just, like, I never wore Uggs to school, so then maybe that's why. <laughs> yeah, that might have been that. <laughs> I also never wore Uggs to school, but I also just looked. You were literally in your track uniform yeah. at all times. Yeah, that's correct. She was a hardcore track. Like, yeah. yeah. Sneakers and shorts and... And sweatpants. Don't forget the sweatpants. Sweatpants in the winter because it's cold here. <laughs> it's funny because you're like you're always in sneakers, but you're never running to places. That's true. I just like to. <laughs> I like to appear fit. You know. <laughs> you know, whatever, whatever works for you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I am an international adoptee as well with uh, Liz. So I am from South Korea, and I was adopted when I was three months old. So literally have no past knowledge of <laughs> what it was like um, in South Korea, but. Yeah, and I was adopted into a white family, and I have one brother. He is not a biological brother, but he is also from uh, South Korea. Awesome. Yeah, that's, I think, one of the biggest differences between Megan and I um, is that she had a sibling who was also adopted, um, whereas I don't, which um, is a little bit different. And, Megan, do you think having a sibling who was also adopted um, like helped you be more okay with it? Like, I know I struggled a lot because – all of my siblings were biological yeah. and I was not like I was the odd man out. Whereas in yeah, your family, no, sure. it was kind of more like, it was a little different yeah. for sure. And so like having my brother was, I think a lot easier to kind of like navigate through, you know, going to school, going to events, just having somebody else. And it was actually a lot easier just to have you there as well. Mm-hmm. Like since we're both a minority in a very <laughs> predominantly white school. Mm-hmm. And so Absolutely. like that was really hard um, but yeah, I think it was a lot easier just to be able to relate and like our parents were just both so accepting of both of us. Mm-hmm. So like it was pretty easy. Like I don't think of anything like anything major that comes to mind about like anything crazy bad or like yeah. any, I, I was never treated poorly, never really, really bullied, I guess. Yeah. I guess I've been just extremely lucky. I'm yeah. extremely fortunate for that. Yeah, and I think, you know, we talked a little bit about misconceptions around my adoption of, like, uh, a lot of times people, like, assumed that I didn't belong with my family. And so, you know, for you, with your brother, I think, you know, you guys looked alike more, like, looked more like siblings. (laughs) And so, uh, you know, what kind of, I guess, misconceptions did you have, you know, with your brother? I mean, you still had, you know, white parents, but... Mm -hmm. I think the the major one was... If I was, like, actually, like, blood-related to mm-hmm. my brother, um, just because, like, 
there was no really other Asians in our yeah. in our school district. So they were like, oh, you guys are like blood related, right? So, but my brother came from a completely different background. Mm-hmm. Um, so we are not blood related. And um, yeah, we do look very similar, but he's a tall Asian. Yeah. He's one of those special yep. Asians that like, he's like, I don't know how tall, like 5'10". Yeah, he's pretty tall. Well, you're tall too. So like, yeah. <laughs> I guess I'm you guys are both... Tall extremely lucky and had that asian trait that's like you're tall like i I was not blessed with that at all (laughs) did did that ever like hurt your feelings like i know i don't know for me like a lot of times when people assume that i didn't belong it hurt my feelings but maybe i don't know how it made you feel when people assumed that you went together did that did you ever feel like invalidated like no i my own person or Mm -hmm. or how i guess how did that make you feel honestly when I got that question, it was really when I was younger. So, like, mm-hmm. I don't th- think I, like, thought anything of it. Mm-hmm. I was, like, all I knew was he was my brother. I loved him. And, yeah. like, he's my family. And there's, like, ha- they have this question about adoption. And it's, like, no, he isn't blood-related. But, like, he's still my brother. Like, I still treat him like my brother. Like, I still pick on him because I'm the older sister. <laughs> exactly. So, <laughs> so right like, everything right is passage. still the same as, like, a regular family. Yeah, I think, like... In that same context, you know, Matt's family, a lot of them have blonde hair and blue eyes. And so mm-hmm. anytime, like, I remember we had a friend who moved here who had blonde hair and blue eyes, and everyone kept asking her if she was one of Matt's siblings, mm-hmm. you know, just part of their family. And she she, didn't, she had no idea who they were. She hadn't met them yet. And I think on that same coin, you know, so often people assumed that we were also related. Like, oh, well, they're sisters, but, like, (laughs) one of them got adopted by this family and one of them got adopted by another family. And it is so funny because I'm Thai and you're Korean. And, you know, when you know more people who are Asian, it is easier to tell Mm -hmm. the distinctive differences apart. Um, And, again, like, I am very tall. I'm 5'9 and a half. Megan (laughs) is 5'2". I'm 5'3". Oh, okay, 5'3". I'm I'm sorry. Um, Depends on what kind of shoes yeah, you're just, wearing. Yeah, on what shoe, what day. Just what that, day. How much depends. gravity is working on you. So I think, you know, for for me, though, like you said, having you around was so great. Like, yeah. when people assumed we were sisters or that we were related, I was never offended by that. No, it actually made me feel kind of good. Like, I was always yeah, like, so well, yeah. at least, you know, Megan and I look alike, and I think it's funny now, like, as we've grown up, we, like you said, we grew up in a predominantly white town, and as we've gotten older, and we went to big universities, and there were more people that looked like us, um, Mm -hmm. all of a sudden, you know, people assumed we went with certain groups, and it was funny because a lot of times I felt like I didn't know how to fit in with those groups. Oh, God, yeah. (laughs) Same. uh, um, And I I remember being certain places with you, and, and we're like, oh, I think we're supposed to know what to do here. <laughs> and I don't I don't know what's going on. Uh-huh. Yeah, no, for sure. Like, I just felt, like, with my brother and, like, with you, like, I, again, like, never offended if, if I was, like, mm-hmm. called Liz. Like, I just thought, like, we were, like, like, a, I, like we're a team. Like, we yeah. rally for each other. Like, yeah. we're there. We have each other's back. So, like, mm-hmm. I never felt offended. Um, yeah. So, like, I know there was a couple other Asians in our school, but I just, like, I just thought we were, like, we had this unspoken word of, like, yeah, I had know, each other's back. For sure. And I think that was what was great in it. It was always interesting. You know, like, I think we were the only two Asians in our grade. In like, our there grade, were others think, yeah. in our school, um, but they were younger than us. So, mm-hmm. you know, as far as classes went, Megan and I were often in yeah. s- similar classes. And so, um you know, it was it was nice to have you there and mm-hmm. to to feel like someone else understood what I was going through too. Like, you know, 
there's a lot of emotions there. Yeah, I actually got a question for like um, you guys. I obviously grew up together. Um, like, how was it like when you guys met? Was this something that like your parents were like, oh, you guys are both adopted? Like, hey, Liz, go talk to this girl Megan. Um, or, or like, how did that work out? Was this like you guys just kind of met each other? Or um... we're both laughing yeah. because like that's pretty much how it yeah. happened. Yeah, for yeah. sure. We did. Girl Scouts together, yeah, brownies. brownies. Be- but nice. I did brownies because my mom had heard that there was another <laughs> adopted Asian girl. And okay. I I don't know if they rigged the Secret Santa. To this day, I don't know if they rigged the Secret oh, Santa. No. Because we had each other. Do really? you remember that? I yeah. do not remember you, <laughs> you, I got you. <laughs> so long I, I got you a bracelet making. Uh, oh my god, I do remember that. I remember the yes. toy. <laughs> And you got me, I want to say, remember that model clay Play-Doh, but it wasn't like actual clay. It was like yes. foamy. And oh, then it and would you set. Like, do you like put it in the oven and everything? Yes. And have it set and like it'll harden. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, you got me. I remember that now. And, but I don't know how that happened, but we had each other. And then That's I so remember funny. our parents like set up this whole thing for us to like hang out and play with our gifts that we yeah. had gotten each other. Um, but yeah, it really was like that. And I think... That's like a lot of parents, they look for other kids who mm-hmm. have similar traits to their kids. Like, oh, this kid likes to play soccer or whatever. Yeah. Um, but no, definitely our parents but are like, honestly, oh. like, thanks to our parents yeah. for doing that. Because, like, yeah, for sure. we've known each other now for, oh, gosh, I don't know how long now. Like, <laughs> We're going to date ourselves. I don't know. 20 years. <laughs> yeah, I, it's been a long time. It's been a long time. And I think it definitely helped because, like, you were in and out of school because you mm-hmm. went, like, through, like, homeschool and then exactly. back to public school. Yeah. So, like, it was nice. When you did, were in public school because I was in public school like my whole life. So. Yeah, I was homeschooled and I went to public school for a year. Was homeschooled for a couple more years and I went for all of high school. <laughs> and I think, I mean, that was great. Megan and I did a lot of sports together as well. Yeah, um, we're, I mean, we took all uh, the engineering classes together, which was great. And I think, but yeah, like our parents definitely like set us up. Uh, <laughs> but I'm really glad they did. Yeah, um, and I think that's really important. Um, like, I think sometimes parents are hesitant, like, do I, do I um, set my adopted kid up with mm-hmm. other adopted friends, or is that weird? Is that pointing it out more? I think in our case, I think, I mean, obviously every case is different, but I think in our case, it was something I wouldn't change for the world. Like, being able to have that other adopted friend and getting mm-hmm. your kid in with other adopted people um, is so important because those people understand on a level that you even as a parent aren't going to understand um, what your kid is going through. Uh, like right. I think for me, a lot of times just being able to like, you know, just talk to Megan and just be like, this is how I'm feeling like, yeah. and not having to explain some of those deep seated fears or feelings I had that I wasn't sure about. Like I didn't ever have to justify them to you, which I think was really nice. And, you know, so I think it is really important uh, for your kid to be able to talk to other adopted kids and other adopted adults Um because they have an insight on that. And, you know, if you're adopted and you don't have anyone in your life that you know that's also adopted, you know, Megan and I would love to talk to you on our, you know, to DM us on Facebook or Instagram. Like, we'd love to have a conversation with you if you just want to talk about it. Um, but, yeah, like, our parents definitely set us up. Yeah, for sure. And, like, also, like, reach out to, like, to us. But there's mm-hmm. also, like, other forums, like, on yes. Facebook, on Reddit. Yeah. Um, there's so many adopted kids out there. Yes. Yeah, and I actually loved what you said there, Liz, about um, how you kind of saw this as, like, not necessarily like, oh, we're just putting you guys together because you're, um, you're adopted, and essentially you just kind of, like, in the same way you would do with, like, soccer players. Like, oh, he also plays soccer, so you guys yeah. should, like, hang out. And I, I like that, what you said there. Yeah, it's it's not 
a bad thing. Like that's something that we've mm-hmm. tried to talk about. And like, you know, we all do have a different experience with adoption and some of us don't have as great of experience. Some of us have great experiences. Some of us are middle of the road. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's a part of who both Megan and I are and it doesn't define us, um, but it is part of our definition. Right. Um, yeah, for sure. So I think that is cool. And, uh, you know, Megan, I think on that same token of like hanging out with other adopted kids, you did something that I did not do <laughs> as a kid. And that was yeah. go to. See, like we had like, it was called um, CNY. It's like Central New York adoption group or something mm-hmm. like that. And it was other families that have also adopted from South Korea. Mm-hmm. So there was like a good group of us. And like every yeah. year for like Lunar New Year, we would all like get together and we would celebrate, make like bagogi and mandu. And like it was just a fun time. We would dress up in like the uh, South Koreans like cultural, yeah. um, like humbucks uh, oh, wow. for like, mm-hmm. yeah, for the time and everything. And that was really interesting for yeah. sure. Because being around other Asian people, like a good group of them, that was a little strange to me, like, because it, we weren't really, it that wasn't really normal, or, like, it wasn't really, like, an everyday occurrence for us. Exactly, and I think that is something that's different. Like, you got to experience a lot of South Korean culture, and um, I don't think there are as many people adopted from Thailand, so I think that's part of it, but I do remember you started going a lot younger, and I mm-hmm. went with you once, and I was like, I do not know what's going on. Like, <laughs> mom, I never want to come back here. Like, my parents were totally open to me going. Like, they had no issue with me, like, learning mm-hmm. uh, culturally Asian things, which I think is important, and I think um, I have gotten that question a lot as an adoptee of like, well, what do you know of your culture or do you wish you'd experience more of your culture? Because yeah. even though ethnically I'm Asian, culturally I'm very American. Mm-hmm. I grew up in a very American household. And so um, I think that was something that was really different. And yeah. I guess like, I think I mean, we've talked about it, but I think that you do really value that experience that you oh, had yeah, of sure. like learning. Yeah. And we, I like I learned a lot about like the Korean culture. Mm-hmm. Like my mom signed us up for like a Korean Sunday like <laughs> class that I that did not last long. I was like, I just kind of struggled with I struggled with like learning a foreign language to oh, begin same. with. <laughs> So, like, that was rough. And Asian dialects are very hard. They're very oh, tonal. completely. So very different than, Yeah, for you know, sure. Um, than English. You know, I have a friend, I had a friend in college, um, and his dad, like, had, did a lot of business in China, so he had grown up going there. So he uh, took Mandarin in college, uh, and he had, like, almost perfect pronunciation, but he is, like, the most blonde hair, blue-eyed guy you'll ever meet. And so... Uh, it was always really funny, you know, like yeah. people would always be like, whoa, wait. And then they look at me or you and they expect us to be able to like speak South Korean yeah. or Thai. And I'm like, oh, I have literally I have no, no idea. idea. One time, like in, well, I don't know what it was, middle, high school choir, um, we were singing like all these different um, like foreign songs and different dialects and everything like that. And one of the lines were like South Korean. Mm-hmm. And our um, music teacher at the time was like, Hey Megan, just completely calls me out and was uh, like, "Hey, how do you pronounce this?" And I was like, I was uh, dead silent. I had no idea. I was so flustered. Yeah, I was just like, I only speak English. Like, <laughs> I don't know what exactly. to say. And I think that's a common misconception too. Like mm-hmm. we talked about those on here, and I, I think that it puts you on the spot. And that's like kind of what we one of the things we talked about is like putting adoptees on the spot, especially culturally. Like you even went to. A South Korean like a cultural experience often and still you know it's not 
it's hard. Like for me, a lot of people ask, well, like, do you feel like your parents like held you back from experiencing like Thai culture? Mm -hmm. And I, I don't think they did. Like if that had been something I had really wanted to do, my parents would have gone to the ends of the earth to find me something. Um, did you guys do anything like with like, we didn't like my parents had books that they let me read. Like Mm -hmm. my parents bought these beautiful, like all the national geographic and like, uh, just all those like, you know, kind of cultural, uh, news outlets and like would get me books on Thailand and, you know, they wanted me to read about it. And, you know, it's like, they wanted me to be able to find out about my culture, but they didn't know about it. Like, I think that's one thing when you adopt, uh, someone of a different race than yourself Mm -hmm. is, you know, you share experiences from your own life, which, you know, um, for my parents, like we, you know, we ate a lot of like great American food. Like we did a lot of great American traditions of like, Mm -hmm. um, you know, going to the lake or, like, going to the beach, like, um, very traditional American household things that you do, and um, that was the culture that I grew up in, and, you know, looking back, I, I don't feel like I, I missed out on uh, I feel like I guess you it. wouldn't even know that right. you missed Right, like, out. I didn't, like, I didn't, right, because now, as I, as I have grown up, and the internet is great, you know, I've done more research on what Thai culture is, and, you know, Matt and I have talked about, and we have talked about, you know, taking a trip, and going and experiencing it firsthand, and, you know, I, I think my parents, like, did the absolute best they could, right, like, I think it would have been, I, I think they knew that they could not teach me Thai culture, they had you know, when they came and got me, they experienced it for a week, but that was not their specialty. They did not know it. They, you know, it's not like they'd spent any considerable time over there, but they gave me all the resources that I asked for. Right. And continue to push me. And like, I think, you know, I went to that CNY, like adoptive families with you and, and was surrounded by other Asians doing culturally Asian things. And I was like, yeah, this is not for me. I, yeah. I don't like this. I feel uncomfortable. And my mom was like, okay, you don't have to go back. Like, and it wasn't that anyone there made me feel uncomfortable or that I, like, didn't like it. I just was like, I don't really know how to feel about this, and I don't mm-hmm. want to go back. But for you, I think, I mean, you have great memories of it, right? Yeah, I have great memories of it. I love the group. And, like, we, we are all still, like, friends on Facebook and just checking mm-hmm. in with one another every oh, once nice. in a while, which is great. And, like, like it's definitely lo- lifelong friends out of that group. Mm-hmm. And, like, I, we, I remember going every single year. We would do yeah. barbecues. We would do, like, I guess a Lunar New Year, like, celebrations. Mm-hmm. And then we would also go to, um, in Albany, it was, camp- it was called Camp Muchige. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was, like, a weekend trip or, like, a weekend camp where we basically went in and we learned about Korean culture. They actually brought oh, people awesome. from South Korea, like, um, like students from oh. South Korea and like they came over and like they taught us for a couple a couple days about like doing like taekwondo or doing a, a traditional fan dance or like speaking the language or the music there that you would listen to which was really great and like I just remember really fond memories of that for sure yeah that's really awesome well thank you to all who have tuned in this week we hope you've enjoyed our part one conversation with our good friend Megan please be sure to tune in next week for part two where we talk about some common questions Megan has faced some of her biggest fears, as well as some hurtful words that she has may have received. That's all coming up next week. Be sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Wait I'm Adopted Podcast. You can send us an email at waitimadoptedpodcast at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you.
Here at the Wait, I'm Adopted podcast, we believe that adoption is beautiful and that adoptees and foster children should feel chosen and loved. But we also understand that each circumstance is different and has its own set of emotions and challenges. So if you are not feeling that way, we want to let you know that we are here for you and we love you. Thanks so much for tuning in. Talk to you next week.